Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hi, this is Lindsay, the manager of Perry Library, and I'm here with Michael, who's a paraprofessional at Perry Library. And we're going to talk about four books, and our subject today is New Year, New Atheism. We're going to start with The End of Faith by Sam Harris. And God is Not Great by Christopher Hitchens will be the second book. And The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins will be third. And Infidel, My Life by An Hirsi Ali is our fourth book. Nice. This was my idea, and I feel like I've asked you to walk out into a minefield with this one. So, <laughs> Which is okay. I agree to it. So, obviously, um, these are serious subjects to a lot of people. Yes. And, you know, we're trying to make this as palatable to as many different people as possible. So, I guess before we start, we should say that we're going to try not to give our own opinions about religion. Right. That's definitely true. We just want to introduce these books to our audience and... If they're interested, maybe they'll check them out. If not, you know, they can right. move on to their next subject. Totally. And it, I guess it should go without saying, but obviously the county as a whole doesn't discriminate based on religion or lack of religion. Everybody's welcome at our libraries. Yes. Um, these are books that we do have available, mm -hmm. but um, if you're not interested in them, like you said, you can do something else. We also have a great big religious section also. Exactly. So something for everybody. Everybody's welcome. So we're going to start with Sam Harris's The End of Faith. So um, I got a little background on Sam Harris. You want to hear it? Yes. Okay. So um, he studied under Hindu and Buddhist teachers in Indian Nepal, but he studied meditation under oh, those teachers. Interesting. Right. So I thought that is interesting because despite his skepticism about religion, he mm -hmm. definitely took some of the Eastern religions mm -hmm. and used them for his meditative Practice. practices. Yeah. Um, he graduated from Stanford with a bachelor's degree in philosophy and then UCLA with a PhD in neuroscience. Oh, wow. Yeah. So his focus is philosophy, neuroscience, and criticism of religion. So, okay. and uh, I got the fun fact. I already told you this before we went on the air, <laughs> but I love this. His mom created the Golden Girls. Oh, wow. So, legend, legend status for the mom right there. Oh, my gosh. That's classic, what, 80s and 90s television? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's still pretty cool today, but, I mean, B. Arthur, what, what do you got? Uh, I don't know. Who's I'm the thinking. one who's still around? Betty White. Betty White. Yes. Okay. I mean, we could, just, we could just ditch this whole topic right, and start go talking about Golden Girls. Yes. Okay, okay. okay. So this was actually like the first book out that was like considered a new atheist book. Um, it was written right after, or he started writing it right after 9-11. Yes, I did see that too. So the, um, in a lot of sense, I guess this one is very passionate because I think that was like his breaking point where it's like mm. he wanted to say something. And it's not just about Islam, it's about religion Right, I, as he a whole. like critiques all religions. Right. It's not Christianity, it's that and islam and eastern religions and spirituality in general yeah. yeah he yeah one of his points is that um you can be spiritual without religion um that he goes that's actually the very ending of the book is okay. like he kind of finishes off with that but yeah um i would say that all these authors but him also definitely focus on the abrahamic religions which yes. is judaism christianity, christianity and islam but they also do 
mention the other religions as well. You know, like, like Buddhism. Right. Yeah. So yeah, this one has a pretty interesting opening that kind of sets the tone for the whole thing. Like right off the bat, it's like a day in the life of a suicide bomber. Oh. Yeah, like it kind of starts on a fictionalized, like... It's uh, an intense way to start. About. Yes. I feel like um, he was trying to get people engaged right off the back because the rest of the book is more philosophy and just like ideas mm -hmm. um because the book goes on to well some controversial ideas um like the idea of religion as a form of mental illness yes so that's a somewhat controversial idea but he that's one of the first things he gets into this gets into a lot of the science of morality and like whether you could be ethical without being religious mm -hmm. like um and he gets into a lot of those topics. How about if we move on to our second book? Yeah, let's do um, it. God is Not Great by Christopher Hitchens. Yeah. And I think the most striking thing that this book brought to my attention was that organized religion is, he categorizes it as violent, irrational, intolerant, and hostile essentially yeah and that's like a very strong statement to make yeah but it also makes the reader kind of question things you know i mean it struck me right um, so the title of the book is kind of a misnomer because when you call your book god is not great um it almost implies that there is a god but he doesn't believe in a god at all that's true yes so yes it's uh the title is kind of like a uh, clickbait, or I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, because the subtitle is How Religion Poisons Everything, and that's what the book is actually about. It's actually more of a, uh, rather than being like an atheist book, it's more of like an anti-religion book. Mm -hmm. um, and the destruction that religion has caused or right. could cause. Or yeah, so Hitchens was a critic and like a columnist. He had passed away from cancer in 2011, but before he did, he wrote this book. He said, believes you can't be content with um, religion's claims without, you know, like testing them, like we kind of talked about at the very mm -hmm. beginning. It gets into like how religion can be hazardous to your health. He talks about the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Quran, and just kind of um, the gods in the, or, you know, the god of these books, because it's I mean, it's the Abrahamic God, so it's the same God. Um, how, like, a lot of the stuff in there, if you, like, read it, you would, if you need, and you, like, really thought about it, uh, like, some of the things are, like, atrocities. Like, having, you know, people, God having people kill people and things along those lines. Right. He talks about the corrupt beginnings of certain religions. And that book, of the, the four, I found the least interesting, to be honest. Okay. Um, Part of it is because Christopher Hitchens is kind of... Do you say he's polarizing? Yes. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, he's a polarizing individual, and I think some readers might be turned off by that, but probably not as turned off as they will be by the next author. Okay. Um, so the next book is um, The God Delusion um, by Richard Dawkins. Right. So Dawkins is an evolutionary biologist. Um, his big deal is criticizing creationism and intelligent design. He's all about evolution through natural selection. Here's some fun facts, though. Okay, let's have some fun. You know the term meme? Yes. He's the, he's the father of memes. Oh, really? Yes, he came up with the term meme. Now, it's not exactly what he, you know, like meme now is just like stuff on the internet, like pictures yes. and stuff like that. Yes. And that's not how he originally intended it. Oh. But he's the one that came up with the term and like got it going. So that's kind of a, a weird little <laughs> thing, right? 
the God delusion. I think like his first premise, if I understand this correctly, mm-hmm. is that atheists can be happy, balanced, moral, and intellectually fulfilled without having a God in their lives. Right. And he's also very against children being indoctrinated into religion. Yeah. And that children should have like their own choice and not use religion for that purpose for like showing children the way and let them have their own choice. Yeah. He feels there's a taboo to saying something's or like a, a kid's like a Catholic child or like a right. Muslim my Muslim daughter or something like that. Because he feels like kids are too young to even know what that would mean and what they're being signed, like what ideology they're being signed up for. Yes. So he finds that to be reprehensible. Reprehensible. And he's really into like atheists being proud and not apologetic for their atheism. He's definitely outspoken. Um, He's very condescending, I think, to most people. So... It's tough with the God delusion. It's actually like an interesting book in like the sense of like, if you're a religious person and you came up with any argument, he probably talks about that argument and at least gives what he thinks is the rebuttal to that argument. So like one interesting one that I've always thought was interesting. Have you ever heard of Pascal's Wager? No. Okay. So Pascal's Wager is like, if you look at belief in God as like a different quadrant. So you could basically like, if you were at home, you could... Make a square and then cut it into four parts or whatever. So one part is there is a God and you believe in him. Okay. One part is there is a God and you do not believe in him. Okay. One is there is no God, but you do believe in him. And then one is there is no God and you don't believe in him. Okay. So then Pascal made the argument that even if you can't rationally get your mind around there being a God, it still makes sense just to believe in God because... There's no benefit to not believing in him because either he doesn't exist and it doesn't matter because he, you know, like it didn't matter either way or he does exist and you didn't believe in him. Yeah. So Dawkins takes that one and says um, basically that there is like there's a lot of different arguments. The one that I find to be most interesting that is presented is the idea that like, well, what if the God is like a quote unquote rational God and he would only let somebody into heaven who it would denounce the idea of believing things that are irrational. And I I mean, there's other arguments to like Pascal's wager, but I thought that's like, it's an interesting like brain experiment. So there's a lot of stuff like that in the book that even if you don't want to get deep into this, like you can still like find pieces of the book where it's just like thought experiments kind of like that. Um, And so in that sense, I feel like it's a nice encyclopedia of different arguments and then they're like um, maybe a rational rebuttal to those arguments. Um, But beyond that, it's tough because he's very condescending. So if you're a religious person and you are interested in these ideas, but you don't want to be talked down to, I don't think I would. It might not be. Yeah, I don't think I would go there. Okay. So the fourth book is like one of my all-time favorite books. And I didn't even know it was associated with atheism because I read it as just an autobiography. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's called Infidel, My Life by Ayan Hirsi Ali. Right. Um... So when you discuss bringing her book into this mix, I was like, what? Why are we doing that? Um, But I now sort of understand a little bit more. Um, She writes about her life growing up in Somalia and how she then, just the trials and tribulations of being raised under the Islamic religion Mm -hmm. and um, the difficulties that 
young women face um, as they come of age. And then she escaped all of that and she moved to the Netherlands. And right. then she eventually moved on to New York where she's living. But let's talk about that more as from an atheist point of view, because sure. I just see it as like a really good autobiography. We're not giving our personal views on the religion, but as far as the books go, this is the best one, I feel like. Yeah. Um, the other ones are all talking, they're like an argument that somebody might make and then a rebuttal to that argument. Mm-hmm. They're like, structured this like that. This is her life. Yes. Like, this is true. This is what she experienced. Right. This is where she's at. Right. So somebody who just wants a good book can like this, or somebody who wants um, maybe more in-depth, because these other guys didn't live in a situation like she did. True. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, uh, she has more of that, you know, like a lived experience kind yes. of thing going on. Um, so yeah, she was born in Somalia, but she ended up traveling around a lot as a kid because her dad was like the leader of a Somali revolution, yes. like uh, party. So she lived in Saudi Arabia. She lived in Ethiopia. She lived in Kenya before she went to the Netherlands to escape a forced marriage yes under put and she was there under political asylum right yeah so she she got to the netherlands yeah and then she took a refugee status there Mm -hmm. um she ended up going to Leiden university like she studied political science she was elected to parliament yes like which is amazing yes uh i mean Regardless of what you think about religion or anything like that, this book was inspired. It's like a feminist book, but it's like a feminist book in the sense of like, um, I mean, just human rights feminism, you know, like. And I think the reason this book is on here is because she's basically rejected her faith as a Muslim, right? Yes. So she has transitioned atheist right. stance. Yeah. And um, that's a pretty big thing because she's faced a lot of backlash and a lot of criticism for criticizing, rejecting her faith. Once she started speaking out about her atheism, and then she was also speaking what I guess would be like anti-Islam. Yes. Her, like she was doing a movie with a man named Theo van Gogh, who was like, I guess he's fam- he was famous in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up getting assassinated because yes. of the film, and yes. then she had to go into hiding because of it. Um, and basically, a lot of her argument is that, um, you know, like, even if, like, you're, like, want to be tolerant of other people's cultures, if a religion in itself is intolerant of other people's ideas, then we can't be tolerant of intolerance, I guess, would be her argument. Right. Um, and so, yeah, she just fights for women's rights um, that are taken away based on what she perceives to be um, due to religion, I guess. Yes. It's just an exceptional book. I mean, yes. It's like literally one of my favorite books ever. Yeah. Um, and it, at times it's hard because like some of the things that are being described will make you feel very uncomfortable, I feel like. Um, at times it's uplifting. And she also has other books as well. Yes. Um, which I don't know that we have copies of them in this system. No, no, we do have We do. Yeah. Like, but so she the, has other ones. The follow-up to this one, which is also... I'm going to read this one too. Yeah. I haven't got to it yet, but... Um, it's called Nomad. I guess it takes mm-hmm. it from the end of this book onto like, more, like I don't know when it was written, maybe like five years after this one. Right. And it's like a continuation of this book. Um, she has one called Heretic that came out in 2015 that's really popular. Yes. You know, all the books we talked about today were like New York Times bestsellers. Like, uh, we're not giving you guys any underground picks once again. <laughs> <laughs> when we did our Western one, we uh, kept it to the, like the best of the best. These are like the probably 
a lot of these are like the key books you would want to explore if um, these are ideas that you're interested in exploring. Mm -hmm. And if not, obviously, uh, move on to the next. Move subject. on to the next thing. No disrespect intended by any of this. So. Well, do you think it's time to wrap up? And yeah. Just send our listeners on their happy way. To the, to the next. <laughs> uh, happy into the new 2021. Exactly. Yay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pumped about 2021. Me so. too. Yeah. So let's wrap it. Do you want to sign us out here? Sure. Um, I just want to remind everybody that these items that we reviewed today can be found on our website, both in print and electronically. Um, and... This is Michael from Perry Library and Lindsay from Perry Library signing off. We've had just a really fun time discussing this topic today. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ. 